Welcome to the FAQ where we invite conversations about various access to equity within the context of Aotearoa. We invite guests to share their lived experience in an effort to identify common threads within support systems, social networks and knowledge that uplifts the collective human experience. Kelsey, what? 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 What, what you want, what, what you want? <laughs> you want? <laughs> what is season one's question? The seers and ready. What does equity and support look like for various communities coexisting within one society? Okay, we're going to start now. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are weird. Yeah, basically, (laughs) we welcome you as well. I feel like I'm at home. (laughs) Oh, yay. Perfect. Kilda, welcome back to the podcast. Today, we have the um, amazing, Mm. incredible... Mm. Beautiful, mm. interesting. <clears throat> one more, one more. Pungent. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> nah. uh, Tash Allen. Hello, hello. Introduce yourself and everything that comes after the words I am. Mm. Hello. <laughs> Kilda. No pressure. I am. Tash, mm-hmm. um, gosh, I'm a mum, mm. and <sighs> oh no. Well, what are your pronouns then? Oh, um, she, her, Miss Bro. <laughs> I'm not really, I'm not really phased. Mm. Um, yeah. Just, yeah, she, she, her. Nice. All right. And all the different communities or community that you belong to or derive from? Mm. There's probably been a few. Mm. I don't know. Parenthood. Um, Loss of a parent. Yeah. Um, Um, I don't know. Church community? Within reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, I'm not like an active church goer, um, but I was brought up within a church. Yeah. Trade community? I feel like, you know, because of... My family? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm under pressure. <laughs> uncomfortable. Well, this is where we grow, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. In the uncomfortable. I'm not uncomfortable. I don't have any pants on. Perfect. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I do. I do. Well, they don't know that. It would be okay if you didn't. Yeah, yeah. I can't see it. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> also, there's a table, so I can't see either. You're fine. <laughs> well, in that case. <laughs> All right, so tell us the begin like tell us the beginning of how we met from your perspective. How we met? Mm. Oh, um, that's a good question. I want to hear this. Yeah, I want to hear from your perspective as well. We met through we all met through employment mm-hmm. at the academy. <gasps> boom, the boom, academy. Boom. Can, is there is there is there a woe button? Can you, nah. <laughs> oh, um, I have worked within the academy. For 
seven years now mm. Mm. Um, in various different areas. And I think I met Kaus when she was a casual. Mm. Yeah, casual. Yeah, when yeah. I was studying still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were just instantly mates, say eh? Buds. Connected. Yeah. Instantly. And well, I think that was kind of like my my thing was like that was an environment where I was really uncomfortable and you made yeah. me really comfortable and also someone that I could kind of identify with because a lot of the um, people in that work environment mm-hmm. were um, not within my age range. <laughs> yes. So yeah, yeah, as yeah, a, like yeah. a young person, it was hard yeah. to connect. Yeah. Whereas now yeah. I'm just like, yeah. 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 Anyway, sorry, yeah. carry on. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's, that's very true. And... Malusio <laughs> also came in as a casual and then we were both employed when there was a team created. We were both employed in the same role, <clears throat> so we worked together. And one of my first memories <laughs> of Joe was we had to go out <clears throat> out of region and we were staying away somewhere. And I can't remember where it was. And I, I don't even remember the details of it. But what I do remember <clears throat> is that we walked into our Airbnb or hotel or wherever we were staying. I can't even remember. And we walked in, dropped our bags, and Joe took his pants off. <laughs> and I remember thinking, this is my person. Oh Yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh, me too. <laughs> And we sat on the couch and we ate in our undies with our T-shirts. That literally was my introduction to jo- to, to Tasha as well because yeah. the whole drive, honestly, I'm not even kidding you, you made me feel so freaking comfortable to mm. just be myself. And mm. I feel like it's like, you know, I am, therefore you are. So I feel like you invite yeah, people to be themselves without even trying. <sighs> no, nah, like for real. You guys are making me emotional. For real, and for like, real. I see you do that with Toyota as well. Anybody. As well. So and yeah. even if it is just like a 30-second interaction, mm. I can see them be like, oh, like this is someone that I can talk to or this is someone I can come back to. Well, you guys know that my life motto and the number one commandment in the, in the, the testament is love thy neighbour, which kind of just like is pretty much don't be a dick. Yeah. Like, mm. Love people, right? Mm. Just love people. Can you just say that again? <laughs> I'm first sorry. The first commandment: Don't be a dick. <laughs> love thy neighbour. Don't mm. be a dick. Don't be a dick. That's is that not? Yeah, I. It's like think so. love the person next to you. Don't be a dick to them. <laughs> love them. So I try and live by that. Mm. Yeah. And wait, so what's the recipe um, that gets you to be completely confident in yourself and in whatever you do? Um, I just am. Mm. I just am. I'm just confident. And if something I do um, hurts someone or, or isn't right or anything like that, I'll own that completely. If someone says to me, you know, what you did there, like what you said or this, that doesn't sit right with me. That's, sorry, I'm like, I didn't, I don't want to hurt people. 
that's mm. it. But yeah, I'm just I'm just I'm just me. I'm just confident in who I am. I I, I have this joke in my office. Go there. I'm a big girl. And um <laughs> Shout out to all the big girls out there, the big and boys. My office is filled with beautiful slim girls. And I have this joke in my office being like, guys, it's like, you know, because I'm so funny and cool and beautiful and talented, it wouldn't be fair if I was skinny as well. Right. Right. <laughs> it's true so, though. So it's kind of a public service. The world The world <laughs> totally ain't ready. Agree. The world ain't ready for you to be slim as well. Like all of that air slimness. Yeah. Mm. You just gotta own it. You just mm. own it. Love yourself. How how, you know, it's like I've heard something, I don't know who said it, but how can somebody, how can you expect somebody else to love you when you can't love yourself? Mm. So, and it took me a long time to mm. love myself. What were some of those building blocks to getting to that point? Um, I don't, I don't really know. I, I guess like when you're in high school, like there's so much pressure to be this mm. and I wasn't that. I was outside the box. Mm. I wasn't the I wasn't the model private school girl that I was kind of I was kind of tarred with that brush, you know, when you go to a a girl's private school it's like, okay, oh, she's a she's mm. a private school girl, like she's mm. a, she's a good girl or whatever, but like that that didn't fit with me. I came in third form I was at a public <laughs> co-ed school in Hamilton um, a very very big one and halfway through fourth form which is year 10 for those young ones mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 I got in with a really bad crowd drugs smoking just not going to school and decided that I didn't want that life um, and made the decision to go to another school in Hamilton, which is a private girls' school, and I'm sure you can work out which one that is. <laughs> and the school, like, the school itself was cool. I made good friends, um, like, I learnt heaps, I did well, I got NCA Level 3, and it was, that was all, all good. But I always felt like I kind of didn't fit into that role model student box, mm. because I didn't. Because I was too flamboyant. Mm. I don't know. I was I was too me. And back then, it like being you was not not the recipe for success, right? Yeah. Well, you always you want to. I don't know. It's like a, you kind of wanted to blend in. Didn't really want to stand out. Um. But that was fine. And then you know when you leave, <coughs> when you go to a private school, and you leave. It there's a they expect you that you're going to go on to university studies. Mm. Mm. So I went on to university study, not knowing actually what I wanted to do. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it was just kind of like, oh, you go to uni studies because everybody does. That's just what mm. you do. Yeah, you don't go to you don't go to polytech. You go to university. Mm. Yeah, so I did. I didn't enjoy it. I did a year. I think I passed the first half and then it's like, this isn't for me. Mm. Yeah. And I think I went out working. 
<laughs> Sorry. I had too much coke before I came here and now I've got herbs. <laughs> Sorry. Mm. This is why we love it. <laughs> for real, for real. Mm. All right, so tell us about motherhood and being in that community and being introduced into that community. Yeah, so um, when I was 21, much to my parents' disgust, I moved in with a guy who was cool and still is cool. Um, so I moved in with him um, into a flat and got pregnant. I don't know how that happened. (laughs) (laughs) So I got pregnant um, and my mum was pissed. Um, She didn't even want to see me (laughs) when I told her. But she came round. But I remember my dad coming over to our flat saying, what are you going to do now? I don't know, keep working and just stay here and try and make a future for this baby. And he's like, nah, you're not staying here. We're, we're going to buy help you guys buy a house. And at 21, I wasn't thinking about buying a house. Mm. I was partying and working and living week to week and having a great time. But now all of a sudden I was responsible for Another little thing, well, going to be, um, so that was around November 2011. Um, And by the 19th of December 2011, my son's dad and I moved into our first house that we bought. (laughs) We bought with the help, a lot of help, from my mum and dad. So Mm. we went halves with them. And, like, I can never, ever thank them enough for that because there's no way that I could do that now. Mm. There's no way. Um, And, but, like, Dad always says, if you can help your kids, you do. Mm. And they were in the position to help. Um, I have, yeah, I have had a very privileged life and I'm very lucky and I count my blessings every day that I had a life like that because not everybody does. Um, but yeah, we never had to worry about being hungry or not having clothes or yeah, anything. We we had family holidays overseas. We had a batch. We were yeah, and that's all because my dad worked super super hard from a very very young age. Um, yeah, yeah, that's cool. So <clears throat> so we bought this house. And we moved in. And in July, my little baby, beautiful baby, was born. And he's now eight. <laughs> and he is so cute. He's so, so cool. Cute. Yeah. Such a cool little guy. Yeah, he is so, like, he's just, he's beautiful. Um, he's just got a really kind nature. Mm. He's, yeah, he's a beautiful boy. Um, and I always say, like, because I've got two kids now. Well, there's three between me and my husband, but we've got, I've got two here. Um, and I always say, like, if I got old and had to go into a rest home, Raph would be the kid that would take me in. Not Poppy, she's savage. 
She, she, won't, for she won't care about me, but Raph loves his mum. Mm. And his dad. But yeah, um, that was scary. Um, I was 22 when he was born. Um, I had no idea how to care for a, for a baby. Um, I didn't do any antenatal classes. I had no idea how to feed. I relied a lot on my mum um, and my mum friends. Um, so I had, a, I had a very good friend who has a boy who's three years older than Raph. So she'd come over and help, um, which was amazing. Even just do things like fold washing or like empty your dishwasher and yeah, like, those little things. Yeah, that, yeah, that like I didn't even think about. She'd be like, "I'm coming over." I'd be like, oh, "I can't be bothered with visitors." She's like, "I'm not coming to see you. I'm coming to help your house <laughs> <laughs> and hold your baby so you can have a shower." Yeah, so you just got no idea. Even just to have a shower, she had to hold breath. But yeah, that was cool. My mum came over every day for the first week. And she loved him. Mm. <laughs> she didn't like the situation at first, mm. but she loved him. And she loved me, and she loved Raph's dad. So. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So it was cool. So outside of, like, your parents and your mum friends, what other kind of support did you have in that time? <laughs> um, oh, I suppose there was, like, we didn't, we didn't really do any of those group Mm. those group things. Um, I went back to work when Raph was three months old because we had a mortgage to pay. Mm. Um, and back then, parental leave was only 14 weeks. Mm. It's now 28, mm. I think, or 26, which is choice. Um, but, yeah, it was only 14 weeks, and I had to go back to work because I couldn't afford to stay home. Um, I was lucky that I only worked, I think it was like 25 hours a week. Mm. Um, and I worked at a daycare centre, so he came to work oh, with me. Nice. Um, and I had a family member who did home-based care, so she had him as well. Um, I think she had him maybe three days a week, and he came to work with me for one. So that was cool. Um, so I didn't miss any of those milestones. Yeah, that's nice. <clears throat> but, yeah, I didn't – there probably was, um, like, parent groups and stuff, but mm. they weren't – advertised hugely. Um, you know, they had like a music thing at the library every now and again, but there wasn't that I knew of a group where you could get together with other mums and your babies and they'd lie on the floor and you'd have a beer and hang out, a coffee. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, go for the beer. Yeah, right. yeah. But I didn't do the antenatal class thing, so mm. there very well could have been. Was that a conscious choice not to? We kind of went to the first one and it was like the, hi, my name is blah, 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 and my baby's going to be due on this day. And we're like, oh, my gosh, this is so lame. And we never mm. went back. <clears throat> but, like, I, I totally would have benefited from benefited? Benefit? Benefited? I totally – it would have been helpful mm. <laughs> <laughs> if um, – I knew how to breastfeed. Mm. Like, that's how you feed your baby. I didn't yeah. know how to feed my baby. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so my midwife was awesome, and she helped with all that stuff. But it would have been handy to know. Yeah. Yeah. But you're saying your mum was a huge support, right? Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. And and even then when I went back to work or study, I can't remember which one it was, she had Raph one day a week until he went to school. Wow. Yeah. 
So that was a, a long big... time. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of babysitting yeah. hours. Yeah. So I think it was like three and a half years oh. she had him one day a week. She would have loved it though. Oh yeah, they're like good little mates. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she loved it. And what was support from your dad? What did support from your dad look like in those those early years? My dad, um, he did things. My mm. his was his way of his love language, I guess, was was acts of service. Mm. So he'd he'd come over and be like, "Oh, um, I bought this HRV heat transfer kit for your house, but it's not for you. It's for your baby, so that he's warm, like <laughs> like stuff like that, or like." Oh, I fixed your hot water cylinder, or like I'm gonna mow your lawns, or like mm. yeah, it was yeah, and it was always <laughs> every time, every time I went over to mum and dad's, dad would look at the sticker on my car. Have you got a waff? Have you got a rego? And he'd mm. check my oil and he'd check my water, and I was over there heaps. But so then, as soon as my rego was out. I'd get a text or a call or I'd be up there and he'd be like, your retro's three days out. Like, oh. <laughs> it was at the time, it was so annoying. But mm. it was, yeah, that's that's him showing love. Yeah. Mm. yeah. His way of showing love. And he says love. Love you. Yeah. I love you. Yeah. Proud of you and all that cool stuff. Don't you guys. <laughs> <laughs> You're not allowed to. <laughs> I guess that leads us go in there. to go there. Oh, yeah. You guys aren't allowed to cry, or I'm gonna cry. Oh, they're coming. <laughs> <laughs> they're coming. It. They're coming. Okay. Um. Um. <laughs> I was like this this whole time. I was mm. like, I knew I was coming here. I was knew I was gonna talk about this, and I was like, speed ass, no problem. I've talked mm. to heaps of people about this um so in 2017 take your time like there's no rush at all in September 2017 while my mum and dad were on holiday um my dad my dad died fuck (laughs) really suddenly um and I was at work at the time. Were you guys there? Mm. You guys were there, eh? <laughs> yeah. Um, I was at work at the time and my brother came in. And I'd been feeling weird all day. And uh, my brother came in with one of our family friends and said that Dad had died. <sighs> and um, I just felt like my whole world had fallen. I didn't even know what to do. Um it was, I, it was fucked. Everything was just fucked. <sighs> you guys. <laughs> Stop making me cry. <laughs> um, I don't even, I just felt nothing. I was just numb. Um, and I had, we had to go and tell my younger brother as well. Um, and that was awful. Like, I just... I try not to relive that because seeing my little brother just being told that his dad had died was yuck. <laughs> it was awful. Um, and my mum was still stuck overseas as well. Um, so then we had to go and tell Nana and Granddad. Um, and my they were just 
nobody really know what to, knew what to do. It was like, stop crying, Kelsey. <laughs> no, it was, we were all just, it was, uh, it was a clusterfuck. Like, there was, there's no other, it was just a, sh- a shambles. We didn't know what to do. Like, this cornerstone of our house had fallen and we didn't know how we were going to keep going. Um, but we did. Um, so we told everybody who needed to be told and started making funeral arrangements at home while mum was organising stuff overseas, um, which was a complete shambles. Um, but she came home. So dad died on a Tuesday um, and mum was home on the Sunday night. Um, so we were doing all the funeral arrangements and talking to her over the phone. Um, until she got back and then when we were finally all together it hit that she'd come back with dad's suitcase but not him um but it was yeah I didn't think I was going to cry when I talked about this because I talk about it all the time. Um, Yeah. Um, And then I guess we just planned everything. Um, Dad came back. He got back to New Zealand uh, nine days after he died. Um, So we couldn't see him because of uh, just the state that the body would be in after nine days. But that was okay. I, I wanted to remember him how he was. <sighs> um, anyway, we had the funeral and, oh my gosh, we knew that there was going to be a few guys with the RA. We knew that there was going to be a few people there um, because he was so connected to his community. Everybody knew him. Um, he just did so much for so many people, but, uh, the church that seated 800 people was overflowing, um, <laughs> so we didn't expect that many people, and we always used to joke, like, um, my, my dad's best friend, Mark, um, whenever he'd call dad at home, we'd be like, oh, dad, it's your only friend on the phone, and then... <laughs> Because <laughs> it was always them talking And then having 800 people Who loved and cared about our family And my dad That was it was amazing So I wanted this community just comes together We were fed for months um, Work you guys Loved me Cuddled me <laughs> Let me cry At, at work for months <laughs> Um we just had so much support around us. And a lot of that was from our church family. Um, and at that time, like, I'm not, I don't go to church. Oh, like, I go to church on Mother's Day <laughs> for mum and um, sometimes on Christmas or if, like, someone's getting baptised that we know or something like that. I don't go to church. Um, but it was just amazing how this group of people pulled together to support us and it wasn't for me I didn't want somebody to be like oh you know like 
God does everything for a reason. Because I was like, well, why the fuck did he take my dad? Mm. That pissed me. Like, that, and for even years, I was so angry that the good one was gone. That he took away the good one. And it's taken me a long, a long time to come to terms with that. Um, and now I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> Until like five minutes ago when you guys made me talk about it. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, but the support that we got, um, it wasn't, it wasn't like that. It wasn't, it was just being there. Mm. Yeah. It was cool. Um, yeah. So it's been three years and two months, and recently uh, one of our, one of all of ours, one of our friends lost her mum as well, um, and in a sudden way, um, and a few days later um, she came over and we talked about it for hours and hours and hours, and I could talk about it with her and not cry, um, but when I did cry, I was crying for my friend because I knew, I knew that pain of just not feeling anything. But yeah, I'm okay now. I mean, I'm still fucked up, but aren't we all? <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm okay. Like, yeah, I'm okay. There's, there's things that are hard, like, um, like when I got married, um, which was one year, one month, and one day after Dad died. Um, that was shit because Dad always joked about how he couldn't wait for me to get married so I would be off his hands and he wouldn't have to put up with my shit anymore. <laughs> and, yeah. Good luck, Scott. Yeah, <laughs> yeah shout out to babe. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was hard. And when our daughter... Poppy was born last year. She's named Poppy after her papa. Um, Because his name was Ken and you can't really call a girl Ken. (laughs) And it's also a terrible name. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I mean, I still, you know, sorry if that's your Um, name. It could have been Kendra Lulu Bell. I I was thinking about that. I was like, Kennedy or like Kendra. And then mum was like, what about Poppy? And I was like, oh my gosh, Poppy. It's such a cute name for such a feral child. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. 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 So that's, it's all good. I'm all good. Thank you so much, like, oh. for sharing that. Don't you bloody start, Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, yeah. like, just from, like, obviously we've both known you for quite a while. Ooh, it's been ages now, why? Yeah. And um, seeing we cousins, you, like, okay, we cousins now. Yeah, we're not, we are, we're not right. even, like, mm. I'm like, I look at you, yeah, every time I see you, I'm like, hey, what's up, pups? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Seeing you, like, shift and move through from, like, from that, those first moments where in an uncomfortable environment you made me really comfortable and I think the same for Joseph. Seeing, going from that really, like, basic relationship that we had, moving through and watching you move and shift through these different spaces. And, like, for myself, I've never lost a parent, but to watch you go through that 
and to like yeah. see you come out the other side, it's yeah. like it's actually quite like I have a lot of respect for you. It's like, what else do you do? Right, mm. you just you keep going. Like, I got to look after my mum, and I got to be there for my brothers and my kids and my husband, and they're there for me too. But like, yeah, we spent a lot of the first few weeks making sure that mum was okay, and she wasn't. Like, they were married for thirty-two years, um, and. Yeah, she wasn't okay. And even now, um, she still struggles, but she's doing so well. Um, she's running dad's business and she's making some really cool changes and she's a she's a powerhouse. Mm. And I always like to think that I'm I'm a strong woman and I think I'm a strong woman because I was raised by a strong woman. Can you just Shout say out can, can you just say that one more time? I feel like <laughs> that was the juice. Um, I am a strong woman because I was raised by a strong woman. Yeah. I I just want to also just hop on the uplifting your mum walker. <laughs> Both the speeches at the wedding as well as the funeral. Mm-hmm. Fire. Yeah. And not 100%. not not from a superficial like surface level like yeah. she put some effort energy and there was heart mm-hmm. like there was heart in her yeah. articulations yeah. and I I could I lost it yeah multiple times because oh, yeah. <laughs> how like yeah <laughs> but how does yeah. someone go through all of those different shifts in reality like in real time. Yeah. And then have the ability to go up in front of her her husband's community as well as her community yeah. because she was right there, yeah. and articulate. I know. Uh, she she did amazing. Mm, yeah. Mm. We didn't we don't re- really remember the day, um, the the funeral day, so we recorded it, <laughs> mm. um, which which came in handy for you know people who couldn't make it because they were overseas and stuff as well, but handy for us because like. I don't really remember much. I remember seeing people um, and I remember talking um, and I remember my dress getting caught on the side of a chair when I was carrying Dad's casket out. (laughs) (laughs) And I got like, you know when you like hit the side of a bench with your butt and it really hurts? Mm. Like you get that like and you get angry about it. That's, That's what happened with the chair and I was like so pissed off and I think I might have said fuck. In the church. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, you're yeah. only being human. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, other than that, I don't really remember much. But yeah, she. And I just want to also throw it back to when you said that that, that church was filled. That church was mm-hmm. packed. It was chock-a-block mm-hmm. packed. Yeah. Dad's always been, he was always driven by his, not just his whanau, but his community. Um, He's always been, I don't know, he just, he's just been, he's just a hard worker. Like even starting when he was, he was 15, he left school, moved into a flat, worked three jobs. So did his apprenticeship um, and then did like another two jobs. I think one was like a fish and chip shop and one was cleaning. Um, And then when he was, Gosh, it wasn't even that old. It's like maybe 21. He bought into his business that he owns now. 21. Holy I man. was pregnant and drunk before that. 
Like I couldn't even. Mm. I was like living my life. But yeah, he's just oh, you're always. The fruits, you're the fruits of his labor. Come on, you're the fruits. <laughs> just been so switched on um and I think he owned he bought the out his business partner when he was 26 or 25 26 and my mum got married when he was 26 and she was 21 she's married at 21 that's <sighs> so young mm. but hey if it's, it's meant like, to be it's meant to yeah, be right and it's a different time too. yeah yeah like, yeah, um, and man, he just did so much. He was on like um, employment advisory groups for um, tertiary education, and um, he was on different boards. He was worked doing stuff for um, community houses, fundraising a million dollars to build the Good News Community Centre in in Norton. Um, he was yeah, just everybody knew him. And when you think about all the things that he was, well, when I think about all the things that he was involved in, like, and every night at five o'clock after work, he'd come home with a box of firewood or something. He'd just come home with, always have something. And he'd, he was always there. Mm. But he was involved in so much stuff. It's like, when did you have time? So he worked, ran his business, had all these advisory groups and boards he was presidents of and community groups and all this stuff. So how did you make time for all of that? And then we still felt like all you did was your one job because mm. you came home every day. I got no idea how we He must be a time traveller. Must be. <laughs> must be. <laughs> Which that means that of... we would be waiting for his comeback, right? Yeah. Yeah, that, that also shows like yeah. how much importance he put on family too. Yeah, oh, t- it totally did. Yeah, it was always family first um, for everything. Mm. Always supported us. Yeah, always. I th- when I was younger, I didn't. I don't think I realized how lucky we were um, to have the life that we had. But yeah, we were very lucky. Like. <laughs> I remember when I was about, I don't know, 14, and I had a boy coming over. And um, he worked part-time after school, like sweeping the floors at a, I don't know, automotive shop or something, just a mate. And um, he had to give his mum 20 bucks gas money for her to drop him off at our place. And he was like, oh, yeah, hold on, I've just got to get some cash out for my mum. I was like, what do you need to get cash out for your mum for? So oh, I've got to give her 20 bucks so that she can drop me off. I was like, what? What? Like, is that a thing? Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. a thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I didn't I didn't realise that. I was like, your mum's stink ass. <laughs> but like. Mum's got bills to pay. Yeah. Hard out. And, and But I didn't think about it like that. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, when Raph's like, oh, can you buy me some V-Bucks on Fortnite? And I'm like, where's your chores? Mm-hmm. What you done? But yeah. We were just lucky as every year we went on like an overseas family holiday. Mm. We just so loved, like not spoiled though. Mm. I remember wanting, I don't know, big 15 and wanting like a PlayStation 1 or something. Like <laughs> when they first came out, or like SingStar, or like one of those. And um, mum and dad were like, nah, you don't need one because then you'll just play inside all day. And we didn't get one until like, 
I think it was like the PlayStation 1. And then we didn't get a PlayStation 1 until like the PlayStation 2 came out. (laughs) (laughs) Smart. Yeah. Mm. You still got it. Yeah. Just not the latest one. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. In terms of legacy, um, so obviously we can hear the amount of hard work and love that your yeah. your dad has has embedded within his communities. In terms of legacy, what have you personally taken away from your relationship and your relationality to your dad? Um, we're very similar. Dad and I were very similar in lots of ways. Um, so I got his stubbornness, which is sometimes good, but not always. <laughs> but I also got his heart. Um so I'm a carer, even though sometimes I don't want to be. Mm. Sometimes I just want to be like, sort your shit out. Mm. But then it's the, I pull the, my heart pulls the, but what's wrong under the surface? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Underneath it yeah. all. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess, yeah. That's, that's it. Mm. Dedication. Because yeah. that's lit, like all the things that you were describing your your father. Mm. I was going to say that I would describe you with those words. Mm. No, because yeah. I feel like you do it effortlessly and you don't need yeah, the recognition 100%. and the validation for it. I don't want the recognition and yeah. validation for it because it's just, don't be a dick. Mm. Hey, it's just it. Just don't be a dick. Just love people. Just care. Also... That this one time, I feel like this This is the time when I cried on my own by myself because of you. <laughs> oh my gosh, what? what did I say to you? I'm so sorry. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, it was because we had an event and your father was supposed to speak at that event. Oh, and I know. you spoke on his behalf and I cried by myself about it uh, because it was that was probably one of the, the strongest moments I've seen of someone who's close to me, but at the same time, I've seen like I guess the the aftermath yeah. or the aftershocks mm. of 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 realizing you've lost somebody. I know what you're talking about now. And then oh. when you went and did that speech <laughs> on behalf of your dad, yeah. that part was like to me so strong. Like I remember. That was probably one of the strongest things yeah. I've ever seen you do. It was a story live. that needed to be heard. Mm. His story was a story that needed to be heard. But so is yours, because I feel like you're still here and you're still yeah. living on his legacy yes. and Poppy and, you know, and Raph on the, on the same walker. But yeah. damn, like that was one of the most, yeah, I, I feel like I really had, that was one of those moments where I really was like, fuck, she is so mm-hmm. strong. Oh, thanks, guys. Yes, yeah, so It I, had to be done. It was all good. I didn't even cry. Yeah. Brave as. <laughs> I may have shed a tear. Because, <laughs> like, we were there. Yeah. And then, you, like, we were, I was standing with you and you're, like, all nervous. And you went up and you did it. And I'm like, so proud. <laughs> and you're just, like, killing it, killing it, killing it. And I'm like, oh, okay. Maybe I'm just a bit emotional today. Just channeled yeah. her mom, eh? Like, yeah. She's just like, yeah. 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 But you really also, so the first time I ever had to do a presentation for the academy, mm. I mm. I got coaching from you specifically. But the first time I ever witnessed you presenting, 
I was like, I never, like, I, I was under the impression that presenting had to be professional and business. And some profi- some presentations can be. And I'm, I'm like, that path exists and that's great. That, that has space and has its own lane. But it wasn't me and it wasn't my yeah. presentation style. And watching you do your thing. Yeah. I was like, oh hell no! I'm f- flip the script. Like I'm coming, I'm coming through as me and yeah. me entirely. Yeah, and, and that's what they want to see. They want to see you, authentic, real you. Mm. It's like this that particular audience. Mm. They wouldn't buy into professional shit. Nah. They want you. Like they want to hear from you, your experience. Wait, but you already yeah. knew that before, because no one, I, I, like, I'm assuming here, but no one taught you that in the academy. Uh, I was I was not taught, but I spent time with a person who was in a similar role previously. Mm. Um, I did, like, a couple of off-site um, activities and away stay visits and stuff with her. Um and yeah but that was the same with her she was the same you just be yourself be real yeah yeah tell them what they need to know and nothing else mm. yeah the simplicity but also the hard part of that as well because i feel like when i'm listening to presenters i'm wanting to hear that mm-hmm. from them and i'm like oh snap you've literally just lost me with all of your jargon all Not of that like, yeah 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 oh look how great i am I'm like, no, tell me how you failed and how you moved through it. <laughs> Look at oh, all the great. fancy words yeah. that I can pronounce. So epistemologies, methodology. Like, you know, I'm like, I like all of those words, but I also like it just raw and real. Yeah. yeah. Just say shit. <laughs> if, it's <if> disgusting. You, <laughs> I've literally got my tongue out going. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Did you just lick the mic? <laughs> All right, all right, all right, all right. Um, what belongs in the far queue, or what, what's currently in the far queue that you, th- well, topics or issues or um, situations, what's in the far queue that you think needs to be brought to the front? Systematic racism. <gasps> Go there. No, I can't because it makes me too angry. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so just... what are the, like, if someone doesn't understand what systematic racism is, can you tell them in, like, three words or three points or three phrases three what sentences. it is and why it's important to talk about? No, I can't think. Because I'm angry. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just over it. I'm over it. I'm overhearing. I'm overhearing snarky. Bullshit little comments about. Mm. Yeah, I'm just yeah. No. <sighs> so if if you if you met someone and they had no idea what systematic racism is, could you kind of explain your like what would your definition of that be? Um, I suppose it's kind. Mm, it's like. <clears throat> Like things or like, I don't want to say systems, but it is. It's, it's systems mm. that, I suppose, it's not condone it, but it also it almost is. It's allow it. Mm. It's 
It's systems that weren't built yeah, for anybody not, that weren't white. Yeah, that's pretty much <laughs> it. Yeah, it's 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 yeah systems that favour white people, mm. and I am a white people, Same. and I don't think it's okay. Neither. Yeah, my my kids uh papa to Aotearoa, um, and different iwi here, and if they got treated the way that I see people get treated, I would be in here losing. Mm. I would be, yeah, no, uh, I don't even know. How, yeah. So I, I, my perception is that it, it frustrates you because, um, like your children do fuck up back to iwi and but even in if Aotearoa. they didn't, yeah. Why are we treating people like this? Mm. Why are we what? Why is that okay? Yeah. Don't be a dick. Yeah, but I guess like the thing that makes it it personal for you is that because yeah. your children do, yeah. Yeah. but your children are white passing, like they they have fair skin. Yes, they do. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. They do. They don't look like someone that we would perceive to be a Māori child. No. But yet, so that means that they are going to have a different experience in they their are. systems than yeah. if they looked like they were Māori yeah. children, yeah. which they are Māori yeah. children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, they will, yes. You know, like, yeah. and that makes it very real. Whereas if, like, if I, I don't fuck up back to anyone here and, like, if I have children, they're likely not going to either, like, depending on the partner that I have children with. So my white children... Are going to have a very different experience, yeah. and if I don't, if I can't make that connection, yeah, I think it's harder yeah. to call it out, yeah, because ignorance is bliss, right? Yeah. Like, oh, it's not happening to me; it yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah, but anybody who meets my kids mm. <clears throat> looks at my white children, but they're not. Mm. So it's as soon as there is something that identifies them. This is what we're finding here. Well, this is what I'm finding with with the racism that's happening, it's as soon as it's identified, mm. you're tarred. Mm-hmm. That's bullshit. Mm-hmm. And that needs so to be bad. a discovery. Like, for your children in particular, it needs to be a discovery, whereas other people, yeah. as soon as you see yeah. them, yeah. their yeah. skin colour, yeah. yeah, their skin yeah. colour just... My boy is in the in a bilingual class with other Māori children... And he is the child in there with the fair skin. Mm. And no one cares. Mm. None of those kids care. You know why? Because people aren't born racist. Can you just say that again for the people in the back? Because I feel like maybe just we'll just add a little bit of like some fucking lioness energy into it. People aren't born racist. They are nurtured, which means the environment influences them. Yeah. Nobody cares. These kids... Raph is just another one of them. Because mm. he is. Mm. Yeah. He just looks. He just looks. He's got looks green eyes and blonde hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he stands out like a sore thumb. And I don't know where those green eyes and blonde hair came from because that's not me and that's not his dad. Milkman. And his dad is not the milkman because ah! he looks like him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's a, that's a massive conversation that that needs to happen mm. and continuously needs to happen because yeah. I think the intergenerational succession of that conversation mm. or that talanoa yeah. that's that has it because I feel like I always say to people like the majority dictate social norms, yeah. but if the majority are blind or ignorant mm-hmm. to 
you know, that yeah. issue or that yeah. issue doesn't affect them directly, yeah. mm-hmm. then yeah. it's 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 yeah. a sleep upon. Like I'm like, yeah. well, we're sleeping on this. That's like, yeah, that's what I was trying to explain. Yeah. Like, if it doesn't affect me personally, yeah, even though I like I'm aware of it, but if yeah. I wasn't and it doesn't affect me personally, like. Oh, it's not happening. Yeah. It doesn't happen. Like, it's mm. not part of my life. It yeah. means it's not happening. Yeah. And I 100%, oh. yeah. 100% mm-hmm. know that race and racism mm-hmm. is not a black and white issue. No. It's a human no. issue. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, I just like it when people are like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, white people are mm-hmm. racist. And I'm yeah. like, no. Yeah, people yeah. are racist. There's yeah. like, <laughs> I'm like, if you think that races are white and black or white and people of color issue, mm-hmm. no, that's a historical issue. Like that's yeah. that's not racism. Like that that you might be operating in prejudice, but that's not racism to me, anyways. Um, mm. But yeah, yeah. And anything else apart from systematic racism? Because I feel like you went straight for the. That, that's <laughs> that's the thing that's that's getting me at the moment. Like me and one of my colleagues. Um, <laughs> at the moment, we because we're we're working together on on a lot of stuff. Um, and she is Maori. Um, and she now after dealing with shit for this last year, if we want anything to happen, she's like, "Well, we'll just use your white privilege and you send the email." That's and we laugh and think it's funny, but mm. it's it, it's only gonna happen it's only going to progress if I do that yeah. if I send the email if I make the contact yeah and it's bullshit hard yeah it is yeah but at the moment that's what we do to get things working mm. but I'm almost out of my privilege mm. I almost mine. used it all up <laughs> I've got plenty <laughs> pissed, pissed off too many people not on purpose because everybody needs to love everybody mm. <laughs> Don't even, no, but like that, that. I piss people off because I stand up for stuff that's not right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And your heart yeah. is there as yeah. well, yeah. and you that's know that it. that's a heart issue. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, I'm like so angry right now. I'm like sweating. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's say um, if um, plug in your socials. If anyone wants um, relates to your story or wants to connect <laughs> with you, plug them in, please. I don't even know how to use social media. <laughs> Um, I've got Facebook and that's pretty much it. I've got an Instagram and I don't know how to use it and I haven't updated it since I got married two years ago. <laughs> so no, no, I'm all good. Facebook. But um, I think it's I think my Instagram is Tash Monk, but um, I'm not even sure because right. I'm we'll, we'll so bad with mm. that stuff. Um, and I'm even crap with with Facebook, really. But I'm better with that because I'm the older generation, even though Facebook isn't your target audience. <laughs> Called out. Yeah. Yeah. We actually ended up making a Facebook mm-hmm. mm. Or you're doing it. No. Thank you for, <laughs> just for you. Just for you, Tashi. Yeah. 30 and plus. <laughs> Thank you for coming through, Tashi. We love you. Love, you love loves. All right, join us in for our closing then. Fuck you. 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 Bye. It's a static racism. And now.